So then, the entrance of the word giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. Verses of Honor's Foundation brings God's word to you in the name of our Lord. Hello there. Um, it's a pleasure to have you with us again this Sunday. And as always, I'm grateful and, you know, I'd like to appreciate Pastor Femi for giving me this, you know, opportunity to bring the Word of God to you this Sunday evening. Now, I'll make this, you know, you know, I'll try to make this as short as possible because I just want it to be a short charge that, you know, you get the message directly and can run with it through this week. Now, the purpose of this message is simple in the fact that it's to tell you that you are enough. And this week should be a prayer week for you, a week where you are conscious of that which you carry and you effectively use it. Now, at the end of this message, that will be the point. That, that would be what will stay on your mind. Now, when we talk, when we when we look when we look around in the you know natural world and look at our lives and look everywhere, we see very clearly that the world is not perfect. We see very clearly that there is something inherently wrong with the world. That is why you know people say things like good people die. You know you see starving children. You see people that are lame. You know you see very terrible and hurtful things. And now, what makes it even worse is that it's not now just the world that is flawed. But the inhabitants themselves, we, you know, human beings, seem to have our flaws. And those flaws are infirmities, you know. And these infirmities are distributed across everyone. As in, every single person has a proclivity or rather um, something they easily fall for. You know, a flaw in that part. So it seems like not only the world broken, but, you know, quote-unquote, we ourselves are broken. And it seems like we are now broken people living in a broken world, just trying to get by. And it can get very stressful, it can get very frustrating, you know, a lot of times. And without, I don't want to go all into why the world is broken and how, you know, our brokenness and different infirmities and all these things. But so the term in which Apostle Paul generally terms this brokenness is infirmities, limitations, things that, you know, hold us down. Things that, you know, make the ministry of the gospel almost impossible. Not impossible, but greatly hindered. Things that make it seem like we will not be able to fulfill the plan of God for our lives. I know it ranges from people to people. You know, it may be complacency, depression, you know, the lack of will to continue. It's, it's just, it's, 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 sometimes it just seems like genuinely we are tired of living. And so we just, we just, we just want, we just want, you know, be left alone. And so, you know, we spend time in our beds, not doing anything all day, you know, just being stuck in the same spot. And now let me tell you something. For normal people, when I say normal people, I mean unbelievers. For someone who hasn't believed on the gospel, that, that may be their natural response. But for the believer, the response of the believer to anything that is contrary to what God has promised him is active. It is never passive. It is never laid back. It is never... Um, it's never just done in passing that, oh, we hope that it will go away. We do not see a precedence of that in the scripture. We see very clearly that when something happens and it is something that is contrary to God's will, whoever it is in that context takes active steps to making sure what God has said will come to pass. 
Now, any logical person thinking about this will be like, why do I have to make sure that what God has said comes to pass? If he has said it, will he not do it? That's what the Bible says. It says that no word will return to him void. He says it will do that which, has, which he has sent it to do. Do you understand? So it's like, why would I want to go and make the word of God come to pass? You know, and it's as simple as this. The sovereignty of God is not... Let me, let, me, let me phrase that very well. The sovereignty of God is absolute, but it is not exclusive of human will. Meaning that it is very possible for God to want something for you, but because of your infirmities, because of your weaknesses, because of your flaws, that thing will not come to pass. So it does not invalidate the intention of God to make it come to pass for you, but it is a function of the fact that because of your flaws, because of your infirmities, you yourself are now unable to key into that which or recognize that which God has placed in your path. And so that is why, you know, in the old Pentecostal says that when a prophecy comes ahead, you will contend with prophecy. And you know, <clears throat> if you read the book of Daniel, when Daniel was praying, it took a while. That, that, I, can't, I can't remember exactly how it was phrased, but I, I don't want to, you know, elongate this longer than it should be. So Daniel was praying. And, you know, he was praying for help. And then this God sent an angel. But this angel was held down by the prince of Persia. And Daniel had to continue praying. And now it was when the angel came that Daniel realized that that was what had happened. Now, there are two options that could have happened, you know, if Daniel, if Daniel stopped praying. Daniel could have stopped praying and he would not have received an answer. But he kept in prayer till the answer came. Are you listening? So yes, that is what it is. That the believer takes active steps towards ensuring that the reality that God has promised him comes to pass. And that is the same for you. Now, many times these days, you know, um, and I think, I, I, I don't like saying things like, when I think God let me, but you know, God has shown me to always say, you know, what it feels like to be mentally, um, not that God brought it, I let it get upon myself, but God helped me through it. But God has shown me what it feels like to be mentally paralyzed because of every situation around you. And now I can tell you, without a shortage of a doubt, that if you are a believer and you are in a place where it seems you are constantly tired, constantly worn out, constantly stressed, where it seems like things are not making sense, I can say without a shadow of a doubt that it is not that God does not want you whole, healthy, strengthened and with a sense of direction, but it is in that and the fact that you are complacent in the things which you are in, in the things which you know God requires you to do. And what is that thing that God requires you to do? To maintain the presence of mind that He has met all of your needs. To maintain the presence of mind that you carry him wherever you go. To maintain that presence of mind that since you carry him wherever you go, you will actively preach what He has sent you to preach. And now what is in that fact? The fact that you carry him wherever you go, you understand that you are fully equipped, that you are enough. That is where that statement you are enough comes from. A natural man cannot say that he is enough because he is not enough. If something happens to him, he does not have the inherent ability to exercise victory because he does not have it. But the believer is someone that has the ability to exact his victory in Christ upon, upon whatever situation that is in the world. That is why he says that we are more than conquerors. Who, through Christ who saved us. Are you listening? He says, whatsoever is born of God has overcome the world. It is the believer that is enough. 
you are enough because of what you have received. But if you are complacent and do not take active steps towards making sure that which you have received is center focus on your mind, you will be living the reality of a natural man while not while being a believer. Now, what is the reality of a natural man? The reality of a natural man is toil, is work without results, it is pain, it is the presence of infirmities without the mind to realize that you can overcome it. And that is why it will seem like, you know, addictions constantly get the best of us, you know. It seems like we are constantly depressed. It seems like we are in a place of not knowing what to do. It seems like assurance is far from us. It is because I can see it without a shadow of a doubt that when a believer finds himself in a place where there is no assurance, where he is constantly being drained, when he is not, you know, being, when he shall not himself, basically, he is being complacent in that which is required for him to do. Now, what is the principal way that the Bible has shown us that we can overcome infirmities in this present world? It is by speaking in tongues. Isaiah 28 verse 11. Uh, let me read it out for us so that um, we can get what it says. Isaiah 28 verse 11. Isaiah 28 verse 11. I apologize. 28 verse 11. He says, for with stammering lips and an unknown tongue, he will speak to this people, to whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. Yet they will not hear, but the word of the Lord was to them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little, that they might go and fall backwards and broken and snared and caught. Now, if you listen to this word, you first see Without a shadow of a doubt, he says, for with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to his people. Did the children of Israel speak with stammering lips? Of course not. Who are the people that speak with stammering lips? It is you and I, dear one. It is you and I that speak with stammering lips. And God was showing us a precedence. You remember in the last message, I told you that for every principle we see in the new, there is a precedence in the old. For every principle we see in the new, there is a precedence in the old. The principle of speaking in tongues, herein lies the precedence in itself. God was speaking to Isaiah that the way he would speak to his people is through stammering lips and an unknown tongue. Meaning, and you know, when you read, he was like, This is, and this to whom he said, This is the rest with which you may cause the world to rest, and this is refreshing, yet they will not hear. See, if you are in a place where you constantly do not, where it seems like you're just constantly tired, you know, where life is. Oh my God, life is just tiring. I mean, I see a lot of WhatsApp, WhatsApp statuses, you know, today. And I have, I, I, usually, I usually have a constant thought that maybe people do not understand that they are making more people depressed by posting about how they are depressed. But that's a thought for another day. If you consistently find yourself in a place where you are constantly tired, where you are constantly frustrated, where you are constantly out of your depth, when it seems like life is stronger than you, and you are a believer. It is because you are falling, you are you are lagging behind in stammering lips. You are lagging behind in praying in the Holy Ghost. Why? Why is this? Why is it that it seems like oh um, what do you mean by saying that um I'm tired because I'm not praying the Holy Ghost? The answer is simple. Romans eight, verse twenty-five to twenty-six. And you will see it quite clearly now. Romans 8, verse 25 to 26. Um, so I'm just there. Mm. Romans 8, verse 25 to 26. 
26, sorry. It says, likewise, the Spirit helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought to. But the Spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Now, he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercessions for the saints according to the will of God. He now says, and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. For those who are new, he predestined to be conformed according to the conformed image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among his brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, then he also called. Whom he called, then he also justified. And whom he justified, then he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? That if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely gives us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. And furthermore also is risen who is even at the right hand of God, and who also makes intercessions for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other thing created shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I just have to read it through. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, but I just have to read it through. So it's like where the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought to. Meaning that intercession in the Spirit helps our infirmities. Interception, intercession in the spirit helps our infirmities. That is why Apostle Peter says that cast all your cares and burden on God, for he cares for you. How do you cast your cares and burden on someone without telling them what the burden is? How do you tell them what the burden is when you cannot even enunciate it? How? By stammering lips and an unknown tongue. Will God speak to his people? That's why God says that if a man prays in his spirit, no one understands what he says, for he speaks to God. Mysteries. When you pray in the spirit, it's not, and, and most, 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 people, most, people, most people used to think it um, as a fact that, like, you know, when you're praying, you're just fulfilling a daily quota of um, spiritual, you know, work and everything. So let me tell you something. Let me tell you as you listen to this. Let me tell you something. If you don't pray, your life will spoil. And, and I'm your pastor, so I, I think I have the right to tell you this without you being vexed. But anybody else who is listening that does not attend VHF, you know, God bless you. Hallelujah. Before we attend VHF, listen to me. If you do not pray, your life will quench. Do you know why? The infirmities of this world are overwhelming. Every single day, you are faced with the reality that the world is not perfect. And it seems like you do not have the power to change that infirmity. But herein lies the truth in itself. You are more than conquerors through Christ who saved you. The victory of Christ is without you, and therefore you are not helpless. You are enough because you have God. How then do you step into the consciousness of that which you have received? By praying in the Holy Ghost. It is by this intercession that your weaknesses and helplessness is helped. If you are in a place where you do not know what to do, <coughs> where it seems like life is overwhelming you, 
get up and pray in tongues. We see a precedent in scripture for the word of God to be achieved in a man's life. That man must take active steps. He never, listen to me, never sits back and does nothing. God will not act unilaterally. His sovereignty is absolute but not exclusive of the will of man. So that God wants it for you does not mean it will happen. And I'm very careful of saying things like this because you know people people always emphasize like oh, so does not no that God wants it for you means it has happened. That you will see it is incumbent on your actions. But Apostle Paul now that's why you should realize it. He now says that see, bad as bad, all things still work together for your good. So wherever you are. Whatever place you may be, see, stand up and pray. Get to a place and say, Lord, as I am speaking in tongues now, in your mind, as you are praying in tongues, say, I, am, I, am, I am exchanging my infirmities for the strength of Christ. I am exchanging my infirmities for the strength of Christ. I am speaking to this anxiety. This anxiety is gone. I am a man that is most blessed. I am a man that is that is faithful in all of his doings. I receive the strength to do. You will continually pray in tongues and you will stay in tongues till you receive your answer. That is that is one of the things that separates us, you know, maybe the new generation from well not necessarily sir, maybe not necessarily but or something our parents always did. They prayed till the end. They prayed till they got the answer. It does not matter. They prayed till they got the answer they were looking for. Now, what usually happens right now is that, you know, you're feeling depressed. You're feeling um, stressed. You're feeling everything. And be like, ah, it's true. I remember God said I should pray. And then you pray in tongues for like two, three minutes. And then you, exp- you know, the, the feeling does not go. And then you're like, ah, oh, it doesn't work. And then you, know, you just go to posting on status or talking to people about it. And just saying, I'm just feeling depressed and everything. Why do you think that main Corinthians, 7 Corinthians, he, says, he starts, before he says pulling down strongholds, he lets you know that the weapons of our warfare are not canal, but mighty true God for the pulling down of strongholds and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Why do you think he would describe Pulling down every high thing that is always against the knowledge of God. Why do you think we emphasize the strength of your weapons against pulling down? Because it's no peace. That the victory has been won does not mean that you will not do something. And it's not legalistic doing something. It is in the fact that the devil knows the year word. Are you listening? So when you are praying, these are strongholds. Actual strongholds. I'm coming. It's in Second Corinthians. I'll, I'll I'll pull the Bible verse for you now. Second Corinthians ten, <coughs> verse four. It says, "For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God." Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. You see that the feeling of being overwhelmed, the feeling of it's not it's not like it's not it's not um beans. I don't seem like I see I'm glorifying your infirmities above the strength of God. The strength of God is absolute, it cannot be faulted, it cannot be denied. You cannot 
you may want to deny it in your atheistic in your atheistic worldview or agnostic worldview and you know chalk up its irrelevance and just chalk up the infirmity of the world you know that's just the way the world is and there is no purpose to life and everything but hear me and hear me quite well life is miserable without god you may want to say that you know you know it's just you know about having money and doing everything and everything and i don't want to go into that discussion because i can tell you i can show you how money cannot conquer the infirmities of the human soul but then let's just do that like i'm saying so you pray you just pray for like 10 minutes and you know the infirmity doesn't go and you just be like oh god this life i'm tired it's so hot you know why why is everything so oh god i'm broke you know and everything and everything and like like i'm wanting like i know like i know quite well but here is the thing you are the believer you have the ability to speak in tongues pray yourself into the assurance of that which you have received and now i don't want to make it spooky when you are feeling that thing get up go and pray till the feeling goes you may say that uh, well, busy, I have all that things to do. Please, are you productive when you are feeling like that? Does the feeling magically go away or does it stay there and come back worse? Like I started, you are not the natural man. And so you are not helpless. You are enough is a statement that is accrued to the believer because he has Christ. And because he has Christ, he has the victory to overcome the world. And so when those thoughts come, when those when those when those self deprecating thoughts, when those things that tell you are yeah, not enough, when those you know depressing thoughts, when it seems like you know the problems of your family are so great, when it seems like you know ah, there's no cash, there's nothing to go on about, when it just seems like everything is overwhelming. Child of God, get up. See, pray. See you guys, I'm telling you, I'm serious, like this thing this thing actually works. Like it works very well. Let me, let me tell you a story. And, and it happened this last week. So um, I'm interning at a place, and you know I, I, I work there. And so um, a day before, like prior to prior to the next work day, my boss tells me that you know we're going to be designing this. It's going to be a long day of work, and you have to go. You're going to have to design a user interface, and this and this and this. Now let me tell you something. In, for those who are listening to this, like I I, I I I cannot design a user interface. It involves the use of an entirely different design software, something that is completely different that I have no idea how to use. And so I was like, okay, no problem, but because you're interning, so you just do it that way. And I said, okay, no problem, and everything. And so when I got home that day, I just felt that God, if I don't, and, I, and I've been, I've been coping, I've been messing up um, consistently, like not delivering well on, you know, all of the projects. So it was like, oh God, I have to do this well. I have to do this. So I prayed, I prayed at night, you know, praying, I'm praying in tongues, and started saying things like the power of God is upon my hands. My hands are strengthened. My mind is open. Praying, you know, praying consistently. And it's not like it's magic mojo. Please don't think of it like some, you know, because whenever we present things to you, people just saying like, oh yeah, when I feel depressed, it's just so easy. There's a reason why I call it infirmity. It's like having malaria. You don't have malaria and you feel weak and tired, like you cannot do anything. It, that's, that's, what, that's what happens when infirmities come on. You know, I'm very sure you not start relating. When you're just down, when you're not feeling there, so you require the strength of God to stand up. So it's not, it's not like, like beings like that. So I prayed and I was like, I'm going to do this, and, you know, praying, you know, speaking in tongues and everything. And so the next day I got to work and my boss was like, all right, so um, go and, go and do, do, just, just design, design stuff. So it was like, watch videos on, on Kinesis. So I watched a video 
one video on, on YouTube on how to use this new design software, Figma, and I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. And I designed the web, um, the web page and the user interface, and the client liked it. Let me explain to you. I have never designed this in my life, and the client liked it. They liked it. They barely made any changes. I mean, by barely made any changes, it was a type of change. I was like, oh, uh, we don't want to do this for one year. We want to do it for six months. Okay, change it back to one year. That was the change. That was literally the only change that they made. As in, and I was wow. My boss was like, for the first time, this is quite good. I'm like, you know, it's God. It's good. I mean, when the Holy Spirit got you, the Holy Spirit has you. See, let me tell you something. What happens when you consistently pray and overcome your infirmities? by speaking in tongues, is that it builds confidence in the fact that you are not going through this life alone. And so whatever happens, wherever you may be, you have the consciousness that God is with me. And therefore, I will move through this. Because I've been at a place where it seemed like I was not enough to cross the bridge. And I prayed and meditated on the things of the word. And I crossed that bridge. I am at a new bridge. And my God is always greater. He says the path of the just as a shining light that all shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. Meaning that for every greater challenge, there is a greater miracle. And listen to me. For every greater challenge, there is a greater miracle. Now, that miracle is not going to be wrought by you just lying down and expecting thunder to strike. No. It is going to be wrought by your hands. Why? Because the power of God is upon you. God has rested in his doings. Now it is time for you to do. Christ has finished it. It is time to enact it. Are you listening to me? So, when you are walking through, when you are faced with a challenge, see, gather up righteous and holy anger and go and pray. Say to yourself, I am a child of God. This cannot be happening to me. I refuse it by the power of God. I will pray and speak in tongues, not me. It will not happen to me. I know that I'm feeling this right now. I know I'm feeling stressed. I know I'm you know, tired and everything. But I will pray. The sufficiency of God is evident in my life. Because God is my Father. And therefore what He has is mine. He has given it to me. And so I will walk in it. And you will pray. And as you are praying, even you think of it, you will pray. And you will continually pray and pray and pray. And, pray. and, 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 and I don't want to make it seem like it's an insufferably long period of prayer. Which is not bad. Praying is not bad. So yeah. But it is in the fact that you will continually keep in the presence of mind that you have a father who will speak to you through stammering lips and your tongue. And you have the ability to stand up to infirmities. That is where you are enough. See, a, a, a believer that does not pray is not enough. It may, it may seem like, uh, what do you mean now? Like, uh, how far? In my personal experience, yes. Uh, a believer that does not pray is, is not enough. It's not enough to overcome this world. Because for you to enact your victory, you must keep the presence of mind that that victory is yours. It may seem, and, 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 and it may seem like, oh, this is all some motivational stuff that, so you just want to like think it and win it. Glory. It's not think it and win it, because you both know that it's not, you both think it and win it. Anytime you feel down, you just think it and fill up again. You both know that's not it. Bible says that the Spirit makes intercessions for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. You do not love your sanity more than God loves it for you. 
You do not love your peace more than God wants it for you. You don't want your peace more than God wants it for you. You don't want your prosperity more than God wants it for you. Now, hear me. It's not like, so why don't I have a million? God wants it for you to the extent that it is the fulfillment of His will. Now, see, your sanity, your peace, your wholeness is perfectly within God's will. A father will not watch his child suffer. And so he has given the child the ability to walk into the comfort. That's why Jesus said, why do, why do you think he called the Holy Spirit to comfort her? Would you want to comfort someone that is not in a place of pain? A place where infirmities are overwhelming them? And listen to me. God is not a last ditch effort. He is a present and continuous help in time of trouble. That's what scripture says. So scripture shows us a precedence. That with stammering lips and unknown tongue, I will speak to my people and show them this is the rest in which I have made the weary to rest. And that is why, you know, um, I can't remember, Isaiah 26, I think, it says that in returning and rest shall you be saved. In returning and rest shall you be saved. In quietness and confidence is where you find your strength. It's a very anchored scripture for me. Sorry, I apologize. A very anchored scripture for me. In the fact that whatever happens, God did. I will maintain my quietness and confidence and I will have strength. I listen. So yes, you are enough because of Christ. But to exercise that victory, you need to keep in tongues. See, hear me sometimes. You just pray. Make sure you are in, like when you are walking, just be praying. Just be speaking in tongues. When you are when you are when you are idle, get up and speak in tongues. When it seems like you make yourself speak in tongues, you may seem like ah oh, what do you mean? Are you saying that so I'm not to do Yes, of course you do what you get better at your skills. Do we'll make sure you are consistently praying. Because never has it happened that a word will be spoken and he that the word has been spoken over to will be a complacent man, will be a man that will not take the active effort of working that word out. Amen. And so when we start seeing things like work out your salvation with fear and trembling, the people will be like, oh, what do you mean? How do I work out that which you have received? No, it is in the fact that that which salvation has afforded you, eh? exercise it. Work it out. And listen to me. And I'm in a constant state where we all are. You know, everything like sometimes in the morning, just as you raise up the sun, be like, oh God, I have risen this morning. Lord, strengthen me. Lord, help me. God, you know, as in, you can just start from a place of deep honesty, like, God, I'm tired, I'm all of these things and everything, but I know that I am strengthened. And so you begin to speak in tongues, just, just pray. Just, just pray yourself out of where you are. Pray. So let me tell you something. It is first from the heart before it is in, the, in your life. Everything that happens before you start being unproductive, your heart feels it. Your heart is filled with that depressed feeling of not being enough. Before you know everything just gets dropped, you start annoying you. Your heart would have started carrying it. See, praying in tongues resets your inner mind. And I, I, I'm very aware of things because it sounds very spooky. I'm like, oh God, so I'm praying to reset my inner mind. No, it's the fact that like, there is this feeling, this feeling that is disturbing, that you, that you know that it is not from God. Because it is not resonating. It is, and it's not that it does not feel good. It's just that it is off. You will pray in tongues till it vanishes. You will pray in tongues with the consciousness of mind that you are praying for that feeling to go, to equilibrate. So you will pray yourself into peace. You will pray yourself into peace. And now, while you know, um, it's, it is most likely inferred, it's mostly inferred 
you know, that, you know, the reason why Jesus could sleep when the boat was, <coughs> you know, stormy and everything was in the fact that, you know, he had peace and, you know, he knew that he, you know, control over, you know, control over, had control over the winds and everything. And I sometimes it's very different to that in the fact that he had peace. You can only sleep through a storm if you know that it will not carry you. So while everything is catching outside, because you have peace on the inside, you know fully well that you will get out of this. So sometimes what you need is assurance. You feel like, oh, life is not going so great. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm just, I'm just bumbling around. What am I supposed to do, God? Like, why is everything so, you know, you pray in tongues. Just pray. See, devote time to pray. Get time to pray. Just pray consistently. Pray about your job. Pray about your mom. Pray about your dad. Pray about your sisters. Pray about everything. Do you understand? Trust me. Things will happen. Things will change. I'll repeat it again. Never has it happened. That we see that God will speak a word out over a man. And that man will be complacent in working it out. Any man that is complacent in working it out will not see that word coming to pass. Now it does not invalidate the potency of the word. Hmm? But it shows the infirmities in the world. That the word did not come to pass does not invalidate the potency of that word. But it shows the infirmities that are in this world. Because that God wants you blessed is true. But you must work. You must put your hands to work to experience any financial increase. And we think that, well, yeah, but people, you know, God just sends people money, just sends them money, and everything, and everything, and everything. The person that was rich enough to send you money worked for it. And if he was a believer, he's worked for work, was blessed. Do you understand? So, yes. So, but that's, those words do not come to pass, does not invalidate the potency. That's why you see people say, what will the prophecies fight with it and everything? It's true in a way. Yes, it is true. Do you understand? So pray. Pray consistently. If you are grumpy, if you just get angry for no reason, I can't... See, the less a believer prays, the more he becomes like he was before he received Christ. You can take it anywhere. Any, take it anywhere. Quote me anywhere. The less a believer prays and studies the word, the more he becomes like he was before he received Christ. So if you divert before, you will get more angry. In fact, you will be worse than you were before. And it has spiritual prisons because <clears throat> when I was, it was, it was in First John, I was talking about that there is no more sacrifice of sin for those you know who have having after tasted you know these good things walk past and um, you know denies the faith and he says their end will be far worse than their beginning thereof. I'm coming. Sorry. <coughs> so I think it was 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 just I can't remember which of the apostles was it. I mean, John or Peter? I think it's mostly Peter. Let me let me check. I just want, I just want to quote it um, out of context. Um, yeah. Um, yes, it was Peter. It was Second Peter. Um, so it was like, for if after they have escaped, the, so let me read it. It was like. 
for deception of false teachers from verse 18 it was like for when they speak great swelling words of emptiness they are lured through the loss of the flesh through lewdness the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error while they promise them liberty they themselves are slaves of corruption for by whom a person is overcome by him also is brought into bondage so he's talking about like whatever you are, whatever you know overcomes you is is already your master so whatever masters you is, is already your master so it says for if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge and savior through the knowledge of the lord and savior jesus christ they are again entangled in them and overcome the latter end is worse for them than the beginning for it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy com- commandment delivered to them are you listening so the less the more uh, the, the more a believer does not pray and study about the more he becomes like he was before he received christ and what happens is that he probably will become worse so if you see yourself being overcome by you know the infirmities that you had before by things you thought you overcome see stay in prayer child of god when you pray wisdom will be made available for you when you pray answers will be made available for you are you listening so yes that's 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 the word for today you are enough in christ whenever your infirmities come whenever the brokenness of the world seems to overwhelm you stand strong in the faith by prayer and the study of the word most likely most definitely sorry you get so i pray for you that you are strengthened i pray for you that you know throughout this week whenever things come your way whenever it seems like you are tired and you're overwhelmed i pray that you receive the strength to stand your ground and pray receive the strength to open your mouth because i know sometimes how you know hard it can be to you know just open your mouth and pray in that moment but i pray for you that you receive the strength to do so in the name of jesus you are strengthened there one when Jesus can pray. Amen. As always, it's glad to have you guys with us again. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at VHFUI you know, to have more updates about our upcoming program and you know, deeds on resumptions. Hopefully, we resume soon. Amen. Have a great week ahead. Please remember, stay prayed up. Stay prayed up. Never has it happened that the word will be released over you. And you should be complacent about it. Hmm? So take care guys. Have a great week ahead.